Money FM 89.3. Best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. And with the week coming to an end, joining us on the phone to give us a market wrap of the week is Jeff Howie, market strategist at the SGX. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hongbin, thank you. Hi, Jeff. Can you hear us? We're taking a look in, uh, at how the markets fared this week, taking a look at where the STI is at the moment. Jeff, what are your thoughts on the STI's performance on the back of that news that we saw out of the U.S.? Technical recession, but markets still in the green? Yeah, yeah. Uh, SDI is, I guess, marginally high this week, mm-hmm. and uh, the majority of trading has taken place between 31.80 and 32.20, so it's still a pretty tight trading range of 40 points. But nonetheless, the STI is up eight tenths of a percent this week. That brings the July total return to 3.3%. And Interesting, Rachel. REITs have so far fared as the strongest stock sector across the globe this week. Uh, It was also a stronger segment of our local market this week. Our FTSE ST REIT index is up 2.7%. And if you look within the STI, six of the seven REITs that make up the STI have actually ranked among the STI's strongest 10 constituents for the week so far. And looking just a little bit outside the STI, We also saw crude palm oil prices up this week, more so than the energy prices, and that's seen Golden Agri Resources, First Resources, and Bumitama Agri average 5% gains. And speaking of REITs, Jeff, we've got some earnings out today from Property Trust, Ascot Resident Trust, first half DPS up 14%. That's on travel recovery boost. We've got CDL Hospitality Trust, their first half DPS also jumping 67.2% on strong leisure demand. What else are you watching out for when it comes to REITs and hospitality and property trusts? Yeah, exactly. This is this. Um, the rev par is the key number, mm-hmm. and that has been uh, really strong with the opening, uh, re- uh, the reopening momentum. Uh, basically, the hospitality trust, particularly the hospitality trust, the regionally focused uh, and local focused, have performed pretty well so far this year. So much of these results were taken into expectations, uh, and and the the good news is that REITs have been a it's been a really heavy week for REIT reporting this week. Um, Singapore Airlines, it was also pretty important too for uh, garnishing that or, That's or right. gathering that reopening momentum. Yeah, and then a really big week next week as well. And take a look at those numbers from SQ. Their operating profits soared back into the black on the back of that surging travel demand. Do you think um, this was higher than expected, the numbers that we saw out? Yeah, it was definitely higher than expected. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was higher than expected. So it, the June quarter result came in above expectations, and that that saw a turnaround in profitability. Basically, you went from a net loss of $210 million in March to a net profit of $370 million in June. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing numbers. When you think about the size and scale of Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, Singapore Airlines and Scoot carried more than 5 million passengers during Oof. the quarter. That, that's up 150% from the previous quarter. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to this time last year, that's a 14-fold increase. Um, there's a quarterly metric, or a, a metric the airlines use called RASK, R-A-S-K. It's an industry metric that basically gets the revenue per capacity increment. Um, and that RASC, um, stands for revenue per available seat kilometre, it was at 10.2 cents, which is a record for the airline. And taking a look at SQ shares right now, SAA is up 
just over 2% in afternoon trade. What are some of the other sectors that you're going to be watching out for, Jeff, on the back of this recovery story? We've spoken about hospitality. We've spoken about airlines. What else are you watching? Yeah, look, there's quite there's quite a lot next week that will give us, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, a lot more kind of clarity, particularly uh, Semcorp Industries will be really important with uh, with energy prices and Wilmar International and commodity prices. You've looked at the, the banks. We, we basically have had UOB report today and we've got uh, OCBC and DBS completing the bank reporting next week. Um, it's I, I guess that there is a lot. Yeah. We are we are one of the world's most diversified markets across these various segments and industries, but it all pretty much come down to, I guess, how these companies are navigating and seeing the big global challenges, uh, such as the external vi- environment with the increases in inflation, the increases in interest rates, and what impact that is having on the growth outlooks. So every a lot of sectors and industries will have their own individual mm-hmm. outlooks because so far this recovery it has continued to be uneven so, so somewhat so uh yeah there's they'll done there won't be any dull moments again next week that's for sure <laughs> that's right and UOB they they did report net profit for the second quarter it rose 11 percent year on year any surprises though from the bank uh no i wouldn't think so i don't i don't mm-hmm. really think so um the the, the net profit yeah it was stable at around the the two billion dollars, somewhat. Yeah. I guess. I guess just in the outlook, perhaps there was, uh, you know, a little bit more attention there in terms of what uh, what they're expecting for their, you know, net interest income and net in- interest margins, because that's that's obviously a, a very key area for our banks. I think uh, net interest income generally makes up around sixty percent of their mm-hmm. total income. And uh, we are watching pretty closely. Um, uh, when I say we, I'm, I mean the streets. Was watching pretty, pretty, um, pretty much um, closely those numbers as well as the guidance. And I think with the um, stronger net interest margin expansion that was seen, there was some slight reduction in the in the guidance going forward. Jeff, what's your take on the telco space? We've got StarHub due to announce their earnings next week as well. Singtel's been ringing the bell on their 5G rollout. Mm, yeah, it's been pretty interesting, hasn't it? Because mm-hmm. Singtel so far this year has attracted the most net institutional inflows mm-hmm. of all our companies. And it has also been a pretty respectable gain, I think, for around 13% total return. And StarHub is uh, is down around 5% in, in terms of its total return. But nonetheless, telecommunications has been I guess a little bit more resilient, a bit, quite a bit more resilient than the technology than the technology sector globally. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the con- the continued uh, drives to transform their businesses have been really important parts of uh, Singtel and StarHub. StarHub with its dare, and Singtel obviously with the transformation of its NCS business. So you know, we we watch that there, there's there's a, there's a handful of stocks within the STI. Um, Singtel is one of them. You've got Singtech Engineering, Semcorp Industries, Keppel Corp, Capital Land Investment that have you know either completed uh, like in the like Capital Land Investment has or on these uh, basically these transformation paths mm-hmm. like Keppel Corp right up to 2030 that have been uh, engaging in structural uh, restructuring initiatives. And those stocks together, um, it has been a pretty, pretty, um, quite, a, quite a pretty good uh, performance of those five stocks. I think the, the five of them average something like 25% total returns so far this year. So it's it's one, I guess, element of our STI that I think 
is quite interesting, showing a little bit of what these companies have been doing over mm-hmm. the past six months to move with the times. That's it. We're speaking with Jeff Howie, market strategist at the SGX. So a lot of news out of Singapore this week, but also looking on a global scale, a lot of news out of the US to digest Mm, this week. Jeff, we saw the Fed hiking its interest rate to 75 basis points last night. The US announced that it, well, the US announced its economic update and uh, that it's gone into a technical recession. Yeah, yeah, lots. I mean, first of all, look, look at that rate hike. I mean, the majority of the market did believe it would be 75 basis point yeah. hike. But these days, it doesn't so much matter what the mm. Fed does with the lever. It's more about, especially if that, with the qualification, of course, that the move has been well signalled, but it's rather what the Fed actually says. And in the press conference, the chair, Jerome Powell, did um, he did say that another unusually large increase could be appropriate in September. But okay. he did qualify it would be appropriate to slow the pace of increases as rates get more restrictive. That was the big that was the big term in the press conference that got the markets moving. It's given the markets a bit of a breather. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, it provides a lot more certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, and you know, um, the Fed Reserve it does value transparency and sees the benefit of giving markets enough notice of what they are intending to do. So that signalling, it's welcome, and I guess investors at the same time, they have to still be a little bit more attuned to the Fed speak that happens between the meetings because uh, there will be Federal Reserve interpretations in these speeches that they uh, give between meetings and one I, of the growth and inflation. Yeah, and following that, investors just seem to kind of shrug off that news last night that the U.S. economy shrank for a mm. second straight quarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point because it, yeah, it, the, market, the Dow Jones S and P of five hundred was up, were up one yeah. percent, and the advanced estimate was down more than expected, down nine tenths of a percent quarter on quarter. So that follows a one point six quarter on quarter contraction in the first quarter, and that's a technical recession. But you've got to qualify that it did follow U.S. GDP growing by six percent last mm. year, its fastest pace since nineteen eighty four. Then you had the three point four percent contraction in twenty twenty. So what the important thing is in this is last year, with that 6% growth, the US put on 6 million jobs. And uh, if you look at what's happened in the first six months of this year, the US has put on 2.7 million jobs. Mm-hmm. So there are, this is why it, these, these uh, quarter-on-quarter recessions are, are referred to as technical recessions, because, of course, there's more important, some, sometimes more important aspects you've got to look at other than just the quarter-on-quarter declines. In this case, um, they were, uh, for the GDP report in the US, analysts were closely looking at two things, the fall in the savings rate, because that could have rising cost of living implications, but also there was a consistent level of consumer growth. What a whirlwind week, Jeff. What are you going to be looking out for next week? Uh, lots, 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 lots on the reporting radar, uh, mm. Rachel. You've got Raffles Medical and Ascendus India Trust Monday. Uh, Ascendus REIT is on Tuesday, Wednesday. You've got OCBC Prime US REIT, Dawa House Logistics Trust, and uh, Thursday you've got DBS Manulife US REIT, RAUS Hospitality, Star Hub as we discussed, China yeah. Aviation Oil, Wilma, um, and I think Venture Semcorp, Fraser Logistics and Commercial Trust are on Friday. And we've also got retail sales next Friday as well for Singapore. <laughs> well, I'll be checking for a pulse when I talk to you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. 
Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Jeff Howie, market strategist at the SGX. Stay with us here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.